turn to Hebrews, uh, I want to talk about God has a good plan. He's had a good plan. God's character has always been good. Uh, you know, God's character toward man has always been, has been a good thing. Uh, I know sometimes people get confused. Uh, somehow they adopt negative thinking about God and His plan. And they think God's a harsh God and, and certain things because they read things and don't recognize the context. But I want to read uh, Hebrews uh, 1, verse 1. God, who at various times, Hebrews 1, 1, and in various ways, spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. God made the world through and the worlds and all that we see through his Son. We see Jesus in the earth, you know, 2,000 years ago in the Bible. But before Jesus was in the earth, he was God in heaven. The Bible said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A few verses later it said, then eventually the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. He is the Son Jesus was in the beginning, and the Bible said all things were created by him, and nothing was created unless it was created through him. What's interesting is instead of getting caught up on the creation and everything else, is looking at it, you know, backing up. You know, have you ever backed up and looked at something and you got a clearer picture of it? And you got to see the whole thing. You know, when we look at creation, one thing we should do is back up and look at the whole thing and see not did this happen like this or all the different things. Realize that in his creation, it was an expression of care. It was an expression of love for humanity. How can you say such a thing? Because God created everything, plants, every element, all the fish, all the animals, you know, clouds, everything, weather, seasons, the terrain. He created everything before he put man there. We know that creation was made as an expression of what God could do for man. Are you with me? There's people who buy a new home, and what they'll do is they'll wait till it's built before they move in. They'll make sure it's built, and then they'll get their furnishings in there, then they live there. And God, in His great care, He created the whole earth, created everything man would ever need while man was on the earth, or at least the potential to have whatever he needed. In other words, He made seeds that would reproduce so that if man wanted food, he could go plant some food. And he had fish, so we could conserve and have fish. And, or we can have cattle people who could reproduce cattle, and we can all eat cheeseburgers. 
You with me? Or whatever it is, you know, raised potatoes so we could have french fries or potato chips or whatever it is. And he put all this provision. If you back up and look at creation, one thing you see is the care of God for individual and corporate humanity. You see that God gave great provision. And in that provision was a wonderful place. And I know there's other things you could talk about. But God literally set this up and then wanted to commune with man. And what's interesting is that in this creation, and if you really look, you see God's character and how he was. He didn't say, let's make man, and then let's make it really hot so they can't live there. And it just burns their skin. This will be funny. You know, anybody see Toy Story where the neighbor kid torments all the toys? You know what I mean? And he got these weird looking toys he made because he tore them all apart. I think some people have that mindset about God, like he's up there with a giant magnifying glass just burning people and laughing, you know, like they're ants or something. He's not like that. When you look at God, you have to recognize he has huge care for humanity. And he's driven by love for humanity. And his, his love is not changed by the failures of humanity. And, and the interesting thing is he gives us choice and he gives us will. Uh, he doesn't override that. Uh, he, he wants you to have a place in this. But even in man's failure, you think about it. All that was ever needed for natural life was set into motion showing God's care. And in that, God was walking with man and there was a spiritual aspect where man was just communing with God personally. And there was just such a relationship with God on a daily basis. Now man was doing things and man was working, but at the same time, he had something that was fulfilling. And God made it that way. But we all know the story that in the beginning, man failed miserably at God's great plan. But God, what's so interesting to me, even in the failure, started, uh, you know, he was driven by love and started explaining to man, there will come a day where this will be solved. The natural was provided for, the spiritual, but now the spiritual side had been messed up. And God, what I find interesting, is when he provided all the natural things in this earth, and even today, it's still God's creation. And God doesn't just, you know, because people are Muslim and they're over there, and go, I'm going to make it so their crops don't work. Or, or you have to be perfect to experience some kind of blessing. Because I know there are people who say, how can it be that these sinners out there are so blessed and I'm not blessed? They actually sow and reap. The Bible said God causes his blessing to come on the just and the unjust. God set order in this place so that even unjust people would be blessed by him. So he said, well, so you're saying that God intended for Bill Gates to be a multi, multi, multi-billionaire. No, what I'm saying is Bill Gates 
took an idea and sowed it and worked it and worked within the environment and it, it was a product and he started working. The elements were here on the earth. He found a need that man would like, fulfilled, and he started product and that blessing ultimately came from God. And God would like that for everybody. Are you with me? But he worked in within a principle. And so that's why, you know, even people who are musicians, you know, or whatever it is, or athletes who have just skill and ability, without a skill and ability, uh, you know, in those areas, you know, I mean, nobody's asked me to come to a concert or sing, not lately anyway. I don't, I don't have a standing, you know, invitations. But I believe those gifts were ultimately given by God. And they, they maybe haven't been sanctified where they use them for the kingdom. But that prosperity ultimately is coming from God. Because one thing about destiny that's so interesting is why does a man run fast? Why does somebody have a skill? Why does somebody, and somebody might say, well, I don't have one. We all have things, or God could get us ideas, and we could reap provision. Are you with me? He, he set these things in the earth. Some might be more noticeable than others, but they're there. Are you with me? And God cared for the world, and then man sinned, and the spiritual aspect of the whole thing in effect on certain natural things uh, started wreaking havoc. But what's so cool is because God loves and loves humanity, he cares more about you than he does the planet, by the way. That's important in the day and age we live because I think some people think the planet's more important than the people. The people are more important than the planet. Because it's God's design. I mean, the planet does have importance, but don't think that, that by us using the wrong kind of deodorant, it's going to spin off into some other solar system and we're all going to die because we were using aerosols or, or whatever d sprays, you know, like, oh, great, this is it. No, God was big enough. He knew we would invent those things and we're not going to all of a sudden by starting our cars, I mean, not to be crude, but cows fart more than your, and put junk in the ozone than your car does. Hallelujah. God, God had this all figured out before we got here. Okay? And his provision is bigger. And it is an expression of his care and love. So if you're not sure if God loves you, look at creation. And the intricacies that fish just don't live and, if, and they can't reproduce so you can't have more fish. So the people that lived long ago got the provision but not the people in our day and age. It's not true. And then when man sinned, God was driven by love to send Jesus to us. To do what? To give just like natural provision covered everything we need. I mean the elements to make the carpet were here on the earth. Man just had to work and get it out and put it into motion. And it's the same thing when man failed. He automatically was driven by love to do something for humanity. It would have to make you think. If man failed, 
and it caused failure through all of humanity and spiritual death to affect all of humanity, God did not lose his love for man in their fallen state, but was driven by love. If we don't look correctly, we'll think, well, God doesn't love me. You know, because I don't measure up. It's the furthest thing from the truth. And if we think, well, if I work hard enough, then God will love me. No, God was driven by love to produce uh, for man before he ever did anything in the beginning. And even knowing he was going to fail, then it drove him to give his son. And what's interesting, just like he provided all the natural things for his first creation, you know, the earth and everything in it, in his next area of creation and work, he provided everything spiritually. And just like the elements for the carpet are here in the earth, and the fabric is here in the earth, and the metal for the chair is here in the earth, you know, people have to get it out and put it into play. It doesn't mean it's not there. And think of all the great things that have come by gathering different elements. We created, and we're made in God's image. He's a creator. We're creators. We created air conditioning. I thought I'd get more amens. During the summer, I'll say that again, and then people are going to go, amen, yes. And we were so ingenious because we're like God, we're creators. Now, he's a creator on a whole different level, but he, we took the elements out of the earth, and we even put air conditioners in a car. I saw online where they have a jacket now that has an air conditioning unit in it. Could you imagine walking around with a jacket on in Arizona in the middle of summer? People think you're nuts. And you'll be like, I'm cold. <laughs> but we're inventors. We took the elements and made them into something. And what's interesting is when there was a shortage of, you know, a man's ability to walk with God, God wasn't driven by anger, but he was driven by love. And he provided everything not only naturally, now everything man would ever need spiritually. And let's close with this verse in 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1. This is God's good plan for man. There's an answer for lost people, but there's provision for saved people. Non-perfect saved people, which would include everybody. Amen would include everybody. Second Peter, the first chapter, I'm going to read. Uh, this is a picture of God's creation or work, you could say, when Jesus came. It says this, As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him, who called us by glory and virtue. I'm going to read it in, in a different translation. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him. When somebody comes to know Jesus, this is why we want people to know, because all the provision and spiritual provision, which includes physical healing, 
mental stability, everything. Everything, he said, was given to us when we came to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. He called out to us. But when he called out, he didn't just save you. He made provision for everything. Not just physically, but spiritually, mentally. What it shows me is this, that even in failure, there's compassion from God and there's already provision. Somebody just needs to go get it. If you want to go make your, you can go buy carpet. You can learn from, get it from somebody else. But somewhere somebody needed to harvest that. You know, there is stuff in God that everybody just needs to harvest. Like what? Well, none of it is for perfect people or who are 100% perfect. You can never approach God and say, you know, I'm good enough to deserve this. You know how good I've been? That doesn't fly. Because you can't do that with God. It literally is a trust thing when it comes to Him. So if somebody was dealing with condemnation and they needed freedom from that, it's not, I got to work better to get this. It's already provided. If somebody is under an attack, we don't need to say, oh God, you need to do something about this. Your victory is already provided. Just like in the original creation, everything you would ever need, if you want zucchini squash, plant some. If you want something with God, plant something. Find a scripture that says he provided it and begin to act on it. And I guarantee you, everything you need spiritually would be experienced in your life. Are you with me? And it really comes down to this, is looking at everything, realizing God's motivation and care and love has not changed, even though man has failed. Are you with me? And I know this, he's got a good plan for me, he's got a good plan for you, and he's got a good plan for us. Amen? Amen? And if we would just learn and look at how he is, we would have to judge that his care does not change. It doesn't change. On your best day or on your worst day, it does not change. Amen. It does not change. Whatever you need, he's already supplied. Before you became perfect. As a matter of fact, in your imperfection and in your failures, your answer is with him. It's with him. It's with his ability and his strength and what he has provided.